Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, we're back in town from our incredible trip with the family. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here and to be home again. Yeah, so it was quite the trip. Definitely interesting traveling during COVID. We visited eight mm-hmm. states. And during riots and yeah, protesting. De- which definitely gave us some concern beforehand. I was wondering if I was putting my family in harm's way or if this was a wise choice to pursue the trip that we'd planned a long time ago. <laughs> it was already delayed a month, but we decided to, we felt a conviction to go for it. And we're so glad we did, but we want to share some stories, lessons, miracles, and um, some outcomes that I think will be encouraging your family. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into those though, you guys, we just wanted to say thank you for all of your support, for all oh, the yeah. shares on social media. It really helps us to get the word out to other people so that they can be encouraged in the word as well. And this episode's a little bit different than our other episodes. Um, as you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, we usually are hitting hard topics, right? Yeah. And we're talking about um, topics and how they relate to parenting and what we should be um meditating on as Christian parents and remembering and reminding our kids of, right? And so we dive into scriptures and things like that. And we thought that it would be a great opportunity for you guys to get to know us a little bit more on a personal level by sharing our Mm. personal testimony of these last six weeks being on the road with our eight kids. Um, And we did share a little bit of our heart in our previous podcast, which you guys, we actually filmed (laughs) that on the road. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that podcast, but it's, it was titled no perfect parents allowed. Yep. Right. And and because our four week trip turned into a five and a half week trip, so yeah, almost just a few days shy of six weeks, and we were just having so much fun, obviously. Um, But we also had some delays, which we'll talk to you guys about those today. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, and so um, some people might think, "Wow, going away for a month or even more than a month. How do you do that, Isaac?" Yeah, I think, you know, when we when I was younger, obviously, I was, you know, working uh, hard in a way where I couldn't leave very often, I had to really Mm -hmm. schedule a week off, I had flexibility, but still as an entrepreneur, and, you know, it's much busier, lots of responsibility for people. Mm -hmm. um, Hard to get away from other people when they're depending on you. Yeah, exactly. So it was different back then. And we really realized as we had some young kids that it was very hard to travel. And we felt a conviction to purchase an RV, I think, 11 years ago. Yeah. And back back then. And so it's a 39-foot Class A RV. We've been blessed by it. And it's been incredible because as our family grew, it literally becomes impossible to vacation. Now, there is Airbnb now. Uh, but as we share a story mm-hmm. in El Paso later, there wasn't an Airbnb available 
that would fit our whole family right. when we needed it. And so. with COVID, things are different as far as Airbnb goes, just because different people don't want to necessarily be renting their their homes out, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's also, the, the reality is, is Airbnb didn't exist for the first like decade that we were yeah. parenting, so maybe more than that. It was so hard. We would try and we'd go to the Oregon coast, but we'd have four young kids and we'd pack everything into the hotel, back out of the hotel. We'd have to convince them to let us come in be, and because say, well, one, one is a baby. Can't, yeah. we, we can't obviously yeah. put that in a different room. Yeah, or, so it just, you know. it just seemed challenging to actually take breaks and be spontaneous because when you're um, wanting to go somewhere, you, a lot of planning's involved usually, and that didn't really fit with our life necessarily. Yeah. It was a busy life. And so that's part of how we're able to do it. Also, I think God has orientated our life in a way where we can work from the road, which is a huge blessing. Yeah. So we did work. It that's wasn't right. it wasn't just a vacation. I just want to clarify that um, although the kids did feel like aspects of it were a vacation, um, it was much bigger and much more than that. Yeah. And I would say that this, so if you guys have been following for a while, you've probably heard us talk about our three-month RV trip that we did two years ago just before our oldest daughter went off to college. We were yeah. like, oh, We've had this dream of doing this like trip around the United States mm -hmm. and really wanted to do that. And we're kind of like, okay, well, we don't know what the future holds. As soon as they go to college, then they potentially have a job. They mm -hmm. maybe meet somebody like you just never know. Right. Yeah. And so um, we were really like feeling the pressure of wanting to get that that dream that we had. 10 years before yeah. we really wanted to do that. And, and I will share that, like, I remember when we were preparing for that, people were even going, how do you even like prepare to be gone that long? And so mm -hmm. back then we were able to, um, lease out the home that we were renting mm -hmm. sublet, sublet it, I guess is what's called. Yeah. That was a huge blessing that helped provide yeah. some extra income so that we could stay on the road. Um, we also had a massive garage sale and we raised like $6,000 for the trip. Do you remember that? And then yeah. we ended up spending it on car repairs just before we left. Right. And so, um, there were a lot of things that we did. There was a lot of planning. It was probably six months of really big planning leading up to that trip. And, and I will just, you, that was different because yeah. you were working way more on that trip than you were on this trip. Absolutely. Full time, actually. Full time yeah. job. Uh, this time I was able to be more flex, which is amazing. Shorter trip too. So mm -hmm. I think that's important. But we did still work, but it was also we prepped our kids that it was a mission trip that we're going to go and we're going to be spontaneous. We're going to not be rigid in our path, although we did do some planning. Kelsey did a fabulous job planning a lot of the trip for us just perfectly. Mm -hmm. She great. loves doing that sort of thing. It's that right was up so her helpful, yeah. so helpful. But um, but the second half of the trip, I would say, was more sporadic. And, and we met a lot of people on the road, and God was able to use our kids, use our family, use us in some unique ways, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. If you're ever going to do a trip, it's okay that it's a vacation, but why not make it more than a vacation? Why not add in and prep your kids? It's a mission trip and that mm -hmm. we're going to grow stronger together. And so it, I think it's really important and it'll help you in any trip, even short trips you do is to get the focus off of themselves and only what they want to do and to focus mm -hmm. on something bigger that God wants to do through them and, and the whole family mm -hmm. together. And that transforms when you go out to eat, how they act because they're a light mm -hmm. that transforms when you go to the beach, whatever you do. Yeah. 
And if things don't work out, it transforms how they react, their flexibility. Yeah, yeah that's true. And so I would say if there's the one, one of the main first things that we did aside from like the obvious, which is like booking RV parks and resorts, right? So Kelsey helped us to do some planning with that and calling places and reserving yeah. spots um, for the first like two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to know more about our timeline once we got on the road to be able to continue planning further down the road. And um, so that was a huge, huge help. That was one thing that we did to be able to yeah. get out the door, right? Another thing was um, was what Isaac's talking about, which is having family meetings and sharing vision mm -hmm. and casting vision, really. And then also um, engaging the kids and inviting them to take ownership in communicating about what their heart is and what God's laid on their heart for this trip too, right? Yeah. And so... Um, that has just been exciting as the kids get older too to just see like when we when we say, Hey, let's do a courageous parenting meetup or let's meet with some a family that's been in the courageous parenting mentor program. Like all the kids were hands down, yeah, that's super exciting. Let's do it. Well, that was a major reason for the trip too, is to actually meet in person with some of the courageous parents uh, around the country. And mm -hmm. that was super amazing. Yeah. And I will say that for those of you listening right now, um, obviously like the COVID stuff is still all happening mm -hmm. around the country. It's different state to state. And so, yes, that did actually negatively impact our plans. We did want to have meetups while we were on the road, like at coffee shops, but coffee shops were closed down. Like they yeah. weren't open for people to necessarily go in and meet other but people. But beaches work and restaurants right? work. And, yeah. yeah. So we, we kind of found ways to meet with people and some people even invited us into their home, which was very gracious. Oh, and so, so one of those yeah. dreams that you were mentioning there, one of the dreams I want to mention in the beginning here was the kids all wanted to learn how to surf and they really wanted a lot of beach time. So we're like, okay, Texas has beach, California has beach. So let's make yeah. sure we spend a lot of our time in those two places. And so that mm -hmm. was one of the things, cause you know, we live uh, in central Oregon, there's not beaches here, but there's right. amazing lakes and rivers. And I mean, we've gone to the beach, our kids whole childhood going to the Oregon coast, but that's yeah. very different cause the water's cold, water. cold. Yeah. And so it's, it's just very different experience. On our last RV trip, we were all over the East coast. So the kids were experiencing East coast beaches, yeah. which was super fun. And we didn't really know what to expect of Texas beaches. We had actually not been to Texas with our kids. We had been, you you know, yeah. flown there for different things. But um, this was our first time taking the RV to Texas and to um, Arizona. Well, we'd been to Arizona once before, but to this different part of Arizona. And just think, and so, you know, when you it's a little risky when you ask your kids, what are your dreams? What are the things you want to do? Because sometimes the things they say are going to be way out of your comfort zone or maybe something you've never done before or you have no knowledge about. Oh, that's, and that's so for, true. <laughs> that's for sure. Surfing. I've never been surfing. I can swim, but it's not like it's my favorite favorite thing to do. And it's not like I'm super great at it. And so, you know, it's like, you know, I didn't grow up in the water by any means. Uh, Washington state, very cold water. So, and it, you know, that's where Isaac and I are so different. You guys, as we're just sharing our yeah. stories and you're getting to know us a little bit, I I'm very much my, my childhood was very different, right? Yeah. So I grew up doing swim team, swim lessons, my whole childhood, and then swim team all the way through high school. And then lifeguarded, taught swimming lessons, yep. taught aqua aerobics, did the whole surfing thing. Yep. Like, but I haven't done it for 20, 
25 years, right? And yeah. so um, being able to be on the beach with the kids was really fun. It was different yeah. than what I had experienced because when I was a kid, we didn't do road trips to Texas. Or so let's kick coast, this thing so. off. So um, we started by, you know, from where we live in Oregon and jetted to Idaho. Idaho. And we didn't spend much time in there because there was mm -hmm. a real desire to really start the trip in Moab. Yeah. So we we really hightailed it from yeah. Oregon through Idaho down to Moab, Utah. If you haven't been there before, it's one of our favorite oh, places that we've beautiful. been to on this trip. Um, just go Google Moab and look, hit images, and you're, just yeah, amazing. you're gonna. It's where Arches National Park is, and you guys. So we we pull up to not the Arches National Park, and normally we do. Um, we do have like a national park pass, but a lot of the national parks um, had been closed down due to COVID. Some were starting to open up by the time that we were going on the trip, but it was really like an everyday. You had to kind of keep track of what was opening, what was closing, what was you going on. You know, it's on. interesting now that we're done with the trip. It kind of feels like we just barely made it into everything as things were either opening, just opening or just or about to close, close after again. we left. Yeah. And uh -huh. so it was this unique window. Um that uh, we were able to pass through pretty yeah. well. I mean, part of it too, I think that we were just so overjoyed to be on the trip and with our family. And yeah. it was just really, we were really gr grateful for what we were able to experience. Mm -hmm. That even if things had changed, we didn't necessarily notice everything. Or at least our kids didn't. We may have, but we didn't focus on that. We focused more on what we were thankful for. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that the kids didn't even really notice much of how COVID had changed things. Like, for example, we went to Arches National yeah. Park, right? And we were going to drive around. And then later that day, we were doing ATVing and Canyon Land, which is right there. And um, so we had this like window of time, right? And so we had like the whole morning to yeah. do arches. We pull up and we're like, we don't have our national park pass. I totally didn't have time to pull off printing off the fourth grade um, passport that you can get. You got to Google that if you're interested in national mm. parks, because you can actually get like a free pass into national parks. But it if ended you have up being free. Grader. And all yeah. the parks ended up being free because of COVID. Yeah. So they said, we're not sure if we're going to be closing or not. So we're not charging this season. And so because of that unknowing of day to day, what was going to be happening, they were like, you can just go in for free. And they were letting everyone in for free, which was a huge blessing. Yeah. So now the, the RV park culture is awesome, by the way, just like camping culture. I'm sure it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And it's just that people are really relaxed. They're really into adventure. And regardless of what you believe about masks, I'm not trying to make a mask statement here, except the reality was nobody really wears masks. So it was a very freeing kind of experience. Uh, yeah, camping was, camping. And I the, mean, you're all kind of social distance because you're... People are careful, yeah. being wise and so forth, but the pools were open in Utah and they weren't in Idaho, I don't think. And they weren't in Oregon. They weren't in fact, Oregon. they still aren't in the Oregon RV park so, that we visited. So that was yeah. really a blessing because our kids love, we park mm -hmm. the RV, we set up and then we go to the pool and then we go do something in the area and yeah. it's just neat. So pretty pretty much most days during the trip, we were in the pool or on a beach or something And that like was that. the same was for... That was also the same for Texas. All of the pools of the parks that we visited, and there were quite a few, yeah. all of the pools and bathrooms, showers were open. Yeah. Um, they were not open in Oregon and Idaho. Showers, baths, and pools were not open um, while we were on our trip. They were also not open in New Mexico. And California um, was And it was one it way depended or on the county, it felt like, or the R V park, because yeah. some of them hadn't yet like cleaned their pools yet because of the And, delay and there of was COVID. just a lot yeah. of R V parks just closed. 
just not yes. even open. So yes. that was that and was. And then true there too. were some that were, um, you know, half vacancy, and then there were some that were completely full, yeah. right? And so it just was a really interesting experience, you know, talking to the people who had like half vacancy because I always went in and was, mm. you know, dealing with registration and just chit chatting with the people, and they're like, "Yeah, we've had so many cancellations." because people are not doing their summer vacations anymore or different things like that, right? And so that actually allowed us to be able to get favor with our last minute RV spots in some regards. And and so a lot of things opened up for us last minute in those last couple weeks that we were on our RV trip. So absolutely. So I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. The renting the ATVs, so family of 10 on ATVs. So we have ages two to 20 and all in between. And so so we got two six seaters. And so there's five of us in each. I drove one, Austin drove the other, and it was amazing yeah we went out for like five hours or four hours or something like that and we it was kind of into mellow canyon land. into canyon yeah. land huge canyons river and just and it, off road and then pretty yeah. soon the road would deteriorate and pretty soon it wasn't really a road anymore and you're like where's the road it's and just so, all gravel so, now, so you're making your own so road. now we're climbing <laughs> you know dirt roads with rocks and and going through mud puddles you know and, and it was up inclines and crazy stuff and you know, Austin took him through some puddles and got him muddy and it was, yeah. it was absolutely epic. So I would encourage you not to fear doing that uh, with your yeah. kids. You- hey, and I will say one of our kids is not even two yet. And yeah. they, we were able to put his car seat, seat belt yep. in, we put him in the middle on the back, the, the, 
the pro place said that they do it all the time. He had a helmet. All kids wore helmets, you know. And so we took all the safety precautions, and it was just such a blast. He loved it the most. He was the one oh, that was yeah. like, yeah, in the background. <laughs> like, and we, were, we would go fast. I mean, we, oh, yeah. 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 You know, get, but, a little, get, get a little suspension oh, working. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. And, you know, guys, those are the types of things where it was just like, that was a surprise for our kids. I don't think they were expecting that. that and we loved being able to like randomly surprise them with stuff like that and it was spontaneous so yes. that wasn't in the for sure plans no but when you get that, to moab that's and you another see those tip places by the way everywhere if you make really fun things for sure plans and you tell them to your kids ahead of time when they don't work out it can be very devastating so mm-hmm. i hold some of that back i have ideas about things but i don't make for sure plans and they're like what are we doing well let's see what god has for us because mm-hmm. maybe there's some reason that we need to shift gears, but if we don't tell them exactly what it is yet, then they're not let down. So that's just kind of a tip I've used. We do tell them about some things, yeah, uh, but we never told them they would be going surfing for sure or anything like that. Because I'm like, how am no. I going to pull that off? That sounds really expensive. We have zero equipment. Uh-huh. All these kids. How in the world would that happen? Oh, can you even imagine how <laughs> expensive that would be? You guys renting wetsuits and surfboards so, and all the things. So, yeah. So anyway, we highly, highly recommend Utah. Moab was one of the biggest i would say the top three or top five highlights of our six weeks was mm. just moab seeing arches national park the kids really enjoyed the rocks um and doing the the atv in Canyonland. that was awesome yeah so then we moved on into colorado we yeah. did spend a ton of time in colorado but we did go to mesa verde where the cliff dwellings of the Pueblo people are, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of famous uh, photographers have taken pictures of this stuff. So yeah. you've probably seen it. Yeah. So, and you guys, if you're getting curious now and you're like, what? There's like, what are cliff dwellings? So, Envision Canyons, right? So, this is even near like the Navajo Canyon. There's, yeah. um, there were federal signs that said Navajo Canyon. Um, territory and different things like that when we were on our cliff dwelling tour, right? When we were um, on our little, uh, we drove through that area and were able to get out and go to like the viewpoints and take photos and see them. Um, The one thing that was a little bit, I'll be honest, a little bit disappointing to me is I was really excited about being able to tour down into the cliff dwellings, but all the tours were canceled due to COVID. Um, And also the museums everywhere were closed and so we were able to kind of like peek in the windows but there weren't a lot of people either so it was very very few people so very few so we got to zip through there i mean it was only a couple hours which normally i think it takes like a whole day takes a long time and we were able to still read the information when we went to the pit houses, for example, mm-hmm. and see how they lived before they lived in the cliff dwellings um, and to learn about those people. And you know what, you guys? It was super exciting. I mean, we had studied a little bit about them in classical conversations during one of the cycles. Yeah. And so some of my kids remembered that and they were really excited to be able to see it with their own eyes and see that it's preserved and that it's still yeah. there and to, like think about it. Just to think that like, they're sitting there going, how did they? get in and out did they have to climb down and they oh they must have been like amazing belayers you know they're like envisioning what it would be like to climb from where they were did farming up above where they lived and then like throw ropes down it was just beautiful it was incredible so not a lot of time in colorado but we definitely saw that we stayed at one rv park for a couple nights it was a couple nights and and you know during that time too you guys like there was some really huge um well looking back and even that day, Mm -hmm. huge answer to prayer because one of our kids started having some really 
serious back pain. Yeah. And um, we had taken this said child to chiropractors many times, um, had taken them to their do- doctors many times for back pains. They had been adjusted many, many times over mm. the last couple of years. And we took them to the only chiropractor that was open in Mesa Verde. Now, this is a very small community yeah. compared to like, you know, even Central Oregon. There's a lot more chiropractors here. And we go in and this guy is amazing. He takes x-rays of our kid mm. and right away is able to diagnose C-curve scoliosis, give us exercises for them to do on the road trip to help adjust, help relieve pain, different Mm. things, massive help, massive help. We were able to go back the next day, get corrected again on some things. And I just am really thankful because we had tried pretty much everyone here in central Oregon and there was no diagnosis. There was, you know, and so what it took was being, yeah, what it took was being in a small town in the corner of Colorado to get the right diagnosis. So now we can try to find the right help. That's so cool. And so I'm, I'm really thankful because sometimes you do have to get out of your area to find the help that, you know, just to have objective. Sometimes doctors don't have an objective view, right? Like if Mm. they've known you for a long time and they're like, Oh, I don't know. This kid maybe, is complaining or something. I don't know. And so it was just really healthy to be able to go in there and for them to take a deeper look and be able to right away diagnose that. I'm really thankful. And our child handled it really well receiving the news. In fact, um, hard to receive that, but also encouraging to know. Yeah. And now we know what to pray for and pray for healing and to work towards working on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, so you guys could be praying for us on that journey because that's a kind of a fairly that's a fairly new journey that we're working on with this kiddo Mm -hmm. um and some tough news but we were able to like go wow okay so let's get a better foam mattress for Mm -hmm. the rv trip and do some things to help that kid be more comfortable too and so um anyway that just was a really in my for my mama heart i was like really praising god for being able to be where we were at that time and then we went into new mexico and um COVID restrictions were strong there, really strong. Yeah. And it just seemed like it was hard to go out to eat. It was hard to, RV parks were closed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, so it just didn't seem like a place. Pools we were, were closed at the So we just decided we to, to yeah. kind of just drive through it. So we, mm-hmm. we mostly drove through it, but it was really tough because the winds, it was really open land and the, the RV is very high. It's 12 feet, seven inches high, 39 feet long. So it's like a sail. Mm-hmm. So when the wind hits, it's like you have to fight with it sometimes. And I'm not trying to discourage you from ever driving one of those things because you can do it. But yeah, you just, it it's just, just the reality. It just takes some experience. So it's like, it's pretty intense. So I just remember the winds. And I, your you arms know, were sore after driving. They, they were there. sore because yeah. I was fighting it. You have to turn into the wind going straight. I literally turned my wheel. Uh, just to be able to keep going straight sometimes. And so I would, you know, and there's semis and things around you. And um, so it it takes diligence. But here's here's things. This isn't to scare you because God's in control and God is Mm -hmm. powerful and he wants us to pray. Do you know when I drive and I drove a lot, because I'm (laughs) the only one that drove the RV, is um, I prayed more than I think I have in a long time. (laughs) You always do when you're in the RV. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm very confident with it. I've been driving it for 10 years. Um, No accidents in it uh, while I was driving it. Um, Praise God. Yeah. It's had some accidents with other people renting it and things, but that's normal. Nothing major. But um, so praise God for that. But I think it's not 
because of me, it's because I pray when I'm driving. So if you're a little nervous, like what's it going to be like driving mm -hmm. a trailer or something like that, the solution is be wise. Don't be prideful in your driving. Don't be overconfident. Be humble about mm -hmm. the potential. So you're having in wisdom, you're being safe about everything, safe distances and all that. Taking extra precautions. But then the secret is to pray. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like God was protecting us. Mm -hmm. right around us and we had another driver we brought the excursion for around the town vehicle mm -hmm. and that was getting difficult why was it getting difficult honey um well just because we had so many kids so you know we have <laughs> we have eight kids so there's 10 of us and there's actually only nine seats we had taken yeah. out the console in the front and put in what we call bucket seat right isaac and so we put in a bucket seat to have that extra seat um and so we had to double buckle for the little short stints that we would go and do things where we weren't with the RV. Now, yeah. when the, when we're driving like long distances in between RV parks, for example, or camping, yeah. um, half of the crew is in the RV and half would, or and a few would be in the, yeah. you know, it, it was different every time. Sometimes yeah. there would be four kids in the excursion and the rest of us in the RV. Sometimes it would just be two people. And in Kelsey the and Austin did a lot of the excursion driving yeah. when we we're going. And I did some as well, but just not as much. I was mainly wherever the little people were yep. so that I could be mom. And You're managing focused. the house when yeah. driving. Yeah, exactly. And so when Isaac is driving, that's one reason he's able to actually have more prayer time is because somebody else is actually managing everything else. You're in doing the, the RV. other hard work. And so um, he's able to really focus on the driving and i don't typically talk too much unless we're like on a really calm oh you like talk space. you come up we and i'll sit in the i'll sit in the front and we'll have chit chats and stuff like that but yeah. but typically if it's like lunchtime nap time You're busy. or different things like that i'm in the back and he's up in the front by himself maybe a kid's sitting there so with it him, became but. a little harder because our kids are bigger and it was long you know when we're around town we're going places and excursion double buckling so the kids started praying for a sprinter van Which we used to you, have a yeah. sprinter van and it seated 11 people and it was just so nice to have that to be able to have the room for everybody and room for stuff in the back and all yeah. these things and so the kids and and i knew that we couldn't afford a sprinter van what they cost used we couldn't afford because they're usually mm -hmm. they, they start around you know if you want one with not like the max miles already on them but just a good amount of miles they're like 25 grand at least. So, and that's without four by four. Right? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. So, but they, Austin really spearheaded that and he was looking, but it definitely got us praying about it more and got it mm -hmm. in our minds, which was interesting. And then we, from New Mexico, uh, we went into, oh, we visited a church in New Mexico uh, and they had just reopened. What we didn't know it was a satellite church. Like they have a main church and then they have other locations. Oh, and they yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's right. In. So they we had no idea. Yeah. So there was a pastor there. He did like the opening comments and prayer. And then, and then the rest of the sermon was on a screen. It was on a screen, yeah. but that's all right. Um, yeah. But it was good to see other Christians and, you know, connect with them briefly. But, yeah. Um, and just see where the heart is of people around the country. Although I will say it was difficult because the other Sundays that we were in town, we did look to see if there were churches that were open at least, but most places were closed mm -hmm. in most of the areas that we traveled while we were on our trip. So, so we did our home church, just our family. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And Isaac, we were reading through Revelation through part of it and mm -hmm. then also in Colossians, yeah. which we shared a little bit about what what 
what we were learning um, in the last podcast. Yeah. So then we went to Texas and we spent quite a bit of time. Texas is huge. We spent a little over two weeks, a little over two weeks. I think it ended up being in Mm -hmm. Abilene, Texas was our first stop. And I don't know a lot about Abilene, Texas, but they have one of the best RV parks that we've exists. ever been. At, and we yes. went in and we drove in. When you drive in, you kind of see everybody parked in all the spots, you know, so and, spacious. And then I saw this one spot. It was like perfect spot. And it had this swinging chair and had a barbecue already set up. I'd never seen that. It had a, t- a like a, a cast t- iron table with cushioned chairs that seats six beautiful people. fire pit. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, I want that one. And sure enough, that's the that's one we the got. One, the one I we couldn't got. believe it. Yeah, that's the one Kelsey had reserved. And so when we come in and of course the kids are like, all their noses are up against the window and they're like, look at the pool. It looks amazing. Pool is huge and open. It's got pickle a volleyball in there. They got pickleball court with lights. They, they play pickleball till 11 shoe. p.m. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was just, it was a great resort. That was was an epic stay. Yeah. For sure. And so that was like our first experience really with Texas. Yeah. And we were hooked. Everything's (laughs) bigger and better. And better in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty fun. Yeah. And then after Abilene, we headed down to the Austin area. And that was where we surprised our kids the second time. And we got a pontoon boat oh, and yeah. went on Lake Travis. That was so fun, you With guys. With a jump pad that floats. And we got bring, brought the paddle boards, inflatable paddle boards. And that was so fun. Yeah. So... For those of you who were watching our story on Instagram, you probably saw us with our paddle boards a few times. Um, those we obviously didn't rent those each time we were yeah. using paddle boards. We own those paddle boards. We got them here in Bend before, like a month beforehand, and we've yeah. been loving them. We take them out everywhere with us when we go places now. Yeah. Um, but they just pump up. Lake actually. Travis. Lake Travis is absolutely beautiful. You abs- if you're going to Texas, that's a that's a win win yeah for sure you got to do that to rent a boat we rented a pontoon boat not a speedboat this time we rented a pontoon boat it was our first time renting one of those and it was just such a blast and the kids got to try driving a boat yeah it was fun yeah so we took turns doing that great Great day yep and then um while we were in austin you also went paddle boarding with megan and ethan down the river and got to see part of Austin. Oh as yeah. Well. So Megan, uh, we had RV park right just on the skirts of the city of Austin. And we went downtown and we had some lunch with Megan and Ethan. And then we paddle boarded in, I don't know what you call it, but it's a downtown literally. And you're mm-hmm. going under bridges and stuff. And then out in front of the skyline of Austin. And it's really crazy because there's turtles in there, all kinds of turtles uh, <laughs> around you. And um, there's people everywhere. There's people jumping off the bridges into the water. Yeah. There's people on the sides, like barbecuing on the ledges. And there's boats and kayaks. And yeah. It, there was tons of people. So that was a really neat experience. And But, you know, one thing about Austin, I've been to Austin before. Uh, I've been to South by Southwest Conference before. It's one of the major creative and tech conferences in the world. And, um, and I've seen Austin when it's doing well and Austin is not doing well right now. Um, I think a lot of major cities are not looking so good right now based on the riots and protesting and things that are Mm -hmm. happening. Definitely Austin was that there was hardly anybody downtown. Things were boarded up. Yeah. Um, A lot of the, so we did drive through a few of the major, um, cities 
in the states that we visited. And yeah. and one of the things that the term that comes to my mind is it's like a ghost town in some places. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was I remember even driving through one of the towns. I don't know if it was it might have been San Antonio. And there was you, you expect when you're in Texas to see tumbleweed. Right. Going across the road <laughs> somewhere. And and we did see that. But then in a different city, we saw a box as if it was a tumbleweed and there was no people anywhere. Was right. Downtown and so, El Paso. Yeah. And um, and so like they're just there definitely has been some it's been it feels An like exodus a, from the cities yeah, and yeah. you know they're kind of run down. Not all of them, but some of them. Austin definitely looked like it got hit a little bit. And um, then we went to Galveston. Oh, yeah. So we're like, okay, guys, let's hit the Gulf Coast. So there's the East Coast, the West Coast, and there's a Gulf Coast. That's right. So the Gulf of Mexico, we were in Texas along the Texas coast, which we had never been there before yeah. ever, yeah, right? And didn't really know what to expect. And you, for those of you who are in Texas, you'd be like, why did you come for the co- the beach in Texas, right? Some people even it. told us. But you guys... Warm water. It was warm, but it was also brown, and we weren't expecting that. Um, obviously, if you do a little bit of In research, Galveston. you'll find out that there's a loop current, right, because of the Gulf, but the also the Mississippi River. River's bringing stuff in. And so, um, just, so the water's brown, so, and it's not necessarily contaminated. It's just brown with swirling and everything, but sometimes maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> We don't know for we sure. We went in the water. We went in the water. And um, we had a great time. It was yeah. so much fun. That was Beaches are beautiful. And, and, you know, if you guys, again, if you're watching, you probably saw a lot of spike ball. Yeah. Our kids brought one game with them on this trip, that, and it was spike ball. And it, it's the best. If you haven't played spike ball with your kids, I just got to give you a courageous parenting challenge to learn these rules and play some spike ball with your kids because you will become addicted to this game it is so much fun and the mayhem has not stopped since we got home and i'm so sore every muscle in my body is sore <laughs> it's so true i'm so worn out you guys were still playing spike ball almost i'm every almost day. 45 that's true and i need to get more fit just to keep up with the way our family is it's a good thing it's yeah. a good thing it's gonna keep you alive longer yeah um but you guys we did have a great time in galveston we went to the jamaica beach rv resort and they had an awesome lazy river that we spent like a half of a day at actually oh yeah it was so much fun we got to see some friends oh, that yeah. met us there they the american there. road trip yeah. family you can find them on instagram all of the meetings were sporadic people would message us on super instagram, spontaneous yeah spontaneous like and hey we want to go to the beach where are you and at they visited we'll bend yeah. before and yeah. we met them before so mm-hmm. they joined us and then another family camping next to us joined us and we were all sitting on our little patch of grass by our rv very small patch for like eight hours three families <laughs> yeah. for like eight, you know just chit-chatting until the middle of the until night, the yeah. of the night. Yeah. and uh good that was, times that was so neat good times and you know i i just want to encourage you guys like it was so fun because this kind of stuff was not planned it was spontaneous we spent the day at the beach and then the next day we spent some time like i was doing laundry every yeah. like four days which is a big chore that's like a, a four to six hour job sometimes we were in there together at midnight yeah usually i would say probably I 60 70 percent of the time i did doing much but i was keeping you company yeah, he would sit there. She kind of has you her worked. system. You would work. You would do work. Oh, do laptop work. Yeah, yeah he'd bring yeah. his laptop and he'd sit and he'd work. And I have my system. And Angie I, has her laundry system that, you know, she kind of enjoys doing her system. I love <laughs> doing laundry. And <laughs> I I love having my husband to help with the lifting part yeah, because yeah. 
bringing all of the clothes and sleeping bags and towels from the RV for 10 people. That's that's a big job. So, so it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's sometimes you have to commit to things. Uh, and then find out how much work it is and how hard it is. Yeah, because but it's w- so worth it, If you, you guys. just dwell on how hard something might be, you may never do things that are important experiences. They're so fun. So we had a great time in Galveston, and yeah. then we moved on to the next beach, which was Corpus Christi, and oh. then we moved down to well, South on. Padre Before Island. Before Corpus Christi, the water got really a lot clearer. It wasn't perfectly clear, no, but it was still a little brown. Fit- but mm. and it, it was very about, nice. About ten feet into the ocean, I and then say, it was getting. Bluer. I think I'm yeah. more optimistic on this, but I think I'm right. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Corpus was, Christi, was the water was gorgeous. It felt clean. Uh, it was warm. The beaches were gorgeous. Okay, the kids had such a great. The sand was perfect. We yeah. we spent. A good amount of time playing on the beach and, and then, then we and then, headed down to south padre island yeah. and we were there for two or three days I feel and that like. was a spontaneous little jetty i'm like kids if you want to see the best beach in texas we got to go to south padre because we were going to shoot straight up to san antonio from corpus christi yeah but then when they're like no we want to see the best beach so then we so we're right very close to the border of mexico yeah down to the very it tip it's, it's one of the southern it's the second southernmost point in america other than the tip of Florida. So the wow. tip where we were in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's an interesting fact I didn't know. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So South Padre Island was unbelievable. It was a great experience. Although this is where one of our first like miraculous things happened, I would say. Well, we got that sweet RV spot. We yes. got a spot right oh, in front yeah. of the I wasn't sand that, pit, yeah. the jump house, the... Oh, it was crazy. It was okay, so they, this, right this RV us. spot was totally booked up, right? Yeah. And this was at the point where we had already gone past our RV reservations. Mm. So we're calling and we're asking. They're like, nope, nope, we're booked. And I'm like, can you just check one more time for me? Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, wow, something did open up. So the they put us spot. in. And then we get there and we're in a, we're in a great spot. Yeah. But in the morning, I'm going to do laundry, and I see the perfect spot, and it's empty. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to ask them. Yeah. So I go into the office, and I'm like, hey, is anybody in that spot 101? And they look, and they're like, nope. And I'm like, oh, would it be too much if we moved? Because we're just four spots down. And and they totally accommodated us. You guys, it was the perfect it was the perfect RV spot because it was literally right in front of the play structure, the view sand, of the, water. the view of the water, it, the bay. Yeah. Um, there was a tether ball pole. We were able to play spike ball right there. So like our I kids could play out there and we could see them. Yeah, from the RV. But we also had that deck that had oh, the had awesome deck. Adirondack <laughs> I can't believe chairs. It. And, oh, it was just gorgeous. And God's so provision was amazing. He just provided. But that wasn't the miracle. I mean, that was a miracle, but that wasn't the one I was talking about. So right. Isaac and I hadn't had a date night. And we're yeah. at like three weeks. I'm like, Ange, let's go. Maybe a month. Like 10 p.m. Let's, let's go out. Yeah, he's. It's like nine thirty, and he he goes to the kids, and he's like, "Kids, I want to take your mom out." And they're like, "Yep, sounds good." You yeah. know, Kelsey's like, "Go, go, go!" And Austin's totally. You know, all the older kids are like, yeah. "Go, go, we got this." Yeah. And um, so I quickly change. We get in the car and we just take off. We're like, "Okay, where are we gonna go?" Right? Because so, so many this, restaurants are closed. So this is a really cool restaurant right on the bay because there's a bay side and the beach side because uh, there's it's on a little island, it's a thin island. Yep. And so on the bay side, there's this cool restaurant. So. We go and there's all people in there and they go, nope, we're not seating any more people. Like, and we're like, what? Okay. 
I mean, but so, it was weird though because there were people that literally just got sat right in front of us. It might have been line. a COVID thing or something. Right? I don't know. I mean, we ha- it was weird. We had masks with us. I don't know if we were wearing them, but they were like, "No, sorry," and they didn't listen. And we're like, "Well, okay, now what?" And so we're looking around. Most places look closed. So and then we go I went down. to the, there's a strip of bars. Right. Oh my goodness. No, Angie's never been to like a normal bar. She's been to places that serve drinks that are more restaurant-y. But there's this strip I've of never bars. been to a bar so in my like, life. I've steered clear of them my uh, whole life. All right, we'll find a cool spot in the bar. And so And I'm like scared, So then I try and go honest. in this one and yeah. she's like, No, not that one. And I try and go this other one. She goes, No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> and then we come to the next one and he's like Mr. Vigilant with the mask. <laughs> Don't take a step forward until you get that mask on. And we're like, whoa. Okay. We put the mask on and then we took five steps beyond and then you're allowed to take the mask off. <laughs> it <was> so funny. <laughs> Everybody, nobody had masks on inside. That's kind of how it was yeah. anywhere they require masks. Okay. But so this place had an awesome setup because it was like also a place where during the day water sports are rented. Yeah. And so they had this huge dock. Um that had chairs and tables set up and you could go and sit there after you, you know, got something to eat or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so we're, we decided to go way down to the end of the dock. So there's like nobody out there near us. Right. Yeah. So we're out on the end of this dock and we're sitting there and you guys, it occurs to me, it dawns on me that this is probably, this is like where Jaws is filmed. Right, like I'm looking, and it's like which is one of those movies that terrified my wife. Oh, okay. When she was so a this kid. is like a very traumatic experience for me. I promised myself I would never ever go to this place. Right, and I'm sitting there, and I couldn't help but like look at the water, and and I'm like looking around, and there's like another bar open over there, and people fish are jumping, and I'm like I'm kind of jumping. Isaac's laughing at me. He's like, babe, it's not. <laughs> Just because Hollywood decides to shoot a movie somewhere with a robot shark. I was like so little. Anyways, so we're having a fun date night or Isaac's having a fun date night. And I'm having a terrifying time. We sat way from all the people in the bar and just to have a private time way down the dock. Yes. And so we're we're sitting there. there talking. And then all of a sudden a guy walks by and he was obviously very... He, he was drunk. He looked upset. He looked very drunk. He wasn't walking straight. He was way he heavier than me. He bumped into me. He was a big guy. And he came and yeah. walked by us and then walked back. And then he walked by us again. And that's when you guys might relate to this. But I got in the posture of, okay, I'm going to remember my Krav Maga moves. And um, I'm going to remember, you know, I'm going to get my body situated so I'm not stuck under the table with so my I legs. So I can protect my wife. So, so I can protect yeah, my wife. I was in that whole, mode yeah. of, you know, calm but just ready in we case. Definitely felt that there was a threat but we weren't sure and so we tried to enjoy the the next part of our time and then he walks back down again and then he goes to this tiny little door that says private do not enter and it's like a tiny it's not even a dock you guys but i'm going to call it a dock it was like a foot and a half to two feet wide he walks along it and gets into this really nice fishing boat and i'm like isaac that can't be his boat like what is this guy doing i think that um we should um, close this out because and, and do a part two because uh, we're getting so long. We're it's, it's getting a little long and there's okay. there's some really amazing parts of the trip left and I think it'll end up being like an hour and twenty minutes. So this is a perfect spot, a little <laughs> okay, cliffhanger. A little cliffhanger. <laughs> 
to to pause and say thank you for joining us in the second part. Uh, I think you're really going to love um, because it does the surfing end up happening and how does God do that? Maybe right. uh, what happens to this guy um, and uh, there's many other things that uh, come about. God provided the breakdowns, the breakdowns. Break so we'll talk yeah. about all of that in the next episode. But we hope this is encouraging for you. Whether you take a week with your family, a couple weeks, or have a dream yeah. way down the road of organizing your life in a way where you could do a three or four week trip uh, mm-hmm. of, of some sort. It doesn't have to be an RV trip. But hopefully this is encouraging you mm-hmm. to not let COVID, not let the things uh, deter and change the joy and the yeah. adventures you can have mm-hmm. as a family. You yeah. might have to do them a little differently. You might have to be, have wisdom, mm-hmm. but you can still do them. One of the things that um, I'd like to end on is yeah. one of the things I've been telling our kids, which is, you guys, you know what? Um, this virus is not going away, and there will be more viruses in the future. It's predicted in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be more hardships in life, but that doesn't mean that you stop living. We yeah. still have to find a way to live life. We want to be wise. We want to be loving. We want to care for other people. And the Great Commission yeah. is important, but yeah. we still need to live life. Don't live for someday. Remember, the life you're living is your life. The life your kids are living is, is their, their life. life. And you have influence over that. And I understand resources and things like that. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, this was a big sacrifice of resources. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things we could have been doing if we were working full time. Yep. There's a lot of things that ended up costing way more money, uh-huh. and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Did we have to dip into some of our savings for a house? Oh, yeah. We did, and I don't regret it. Was that the plan? No, but some things happened. And then God provided in some other ways, and we'll tell you in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.